back with some of our experimental podcast radio show. You do you, boo. That's that's the running <laughs> title this week. Because, uh, Joe, we, we're just talking about what we want to talk about. We're talking about what we love. We, we almost got into uh, some of the D&D talk on, on Pokemon Go. We almost got into the new game I got, Switch Sports. It came out. Ooh. It is interesting. Um, so there, there's lots going on. And I, yeah, I've been doing some streaming, this and that and the other. But you left us with a bit of a freaking cliffhanger <laughs> last week with the Bobcat <laughs> stories and your dad and his craziness. And somehow, after Rev Reverend the Reverend, Rev Rev Reverend, uh, somehow he still got kicked out of NASCAR? Yeah. 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 I mean, what? Now, I should say... He wasn't kicked out of watching NASCAR. He was kicked out of competing in NASCAR. That's not better. That's how actually is better. So what the what are you smoking? What are you talking about? Okay. So growing up, we lived in an area called the Tri Cities in Washington State. Okay. And they had a racetrack there, just a local racetrack. It's if I remember correctly, it's two steps like it's nascar but it's two steps below what you would actually see televised um because nascar has different leagues and or whatever different um setups and so um we would go there and we would watch um the races because my dad had a friend that raced in in the races and and we also my at the time my dad owned an automotive Did you shop say your dad had a racist friend <laughs> well i mean he had that too, but uh, <laughs> uh, don't, don't get Hugh. You know our buddy Hugh, you my boy. Uh, he loves to tell that joke every time he's around Oakland because Oakland has run marathons in the past. He's like, "Oh, you're a racist." Got it. <laughs> and of course, Oakland's little like, "No, I'm not racist." I'm not. He's like, "You run races, don't you?" Yeah, that, then you're a racist. <laughs> so no, your dad was. It was a racing had had racing friends. Yes. Uh, and so um, he, his friend lost all the time, like dead suck, last or suck. close to dead last all the time. My dad made fun of him constantly. And so one night um, when he wasn't in a good mood and, and wasn't liking the jabs my dad was throwing at him, he said, I'd like to see you do better. My dad took that as a personal challenge and he, <laughs> as, as you should, and, and he owned an automotive shop. So he went to uh, a bunch of different salvage yards, got all of the, all of, all of the parts and pieces and everything for his race car from a salvage yard. Um, he specifically looked most of the time for vehicles that, um, had been, had been totaled because of water damage. Cause you can take those parts, you can clean them up, and generally they're they're just fine. The parts are just fine. So, you know, random thoughts, right? I was going to interrupt with the random thoughts. Yeah, no, go for it. Do you know how to work on a car, Joe? Uh, not that great, no. Wow. Did, you, did your dad's heart break for such a failure of a son? <laughs> I'm just curious. Wow. <laughs> like, like, I know... <laughs> I... I know some of the basics. Like I know how to change my own oil. I know how to change my brake pads and, and stuff like that. But um, anything, 
deeper dive than that. But he owned his own shop. And I can kind of see yeah. where the story's going. I hear the Rocky montage. Dun, 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 dun. He's cleaning <laughs> this part. He's been, the next thing you know, he's got a freaking hot rod from hell ready to go with Johnny Blaze as his co-pilot. <laughs> so, I mean... Uh, yeah, uh, he went through a couple of different cars. So the first iteration was an old Monte Carlo that he had uh, gutted the insides and put the um, the safety railing on it, just like a normal race car would have, and everything like that. And um, yeah, we we had a lot of fun with that. We we were winning pretty well. Um, and then I can't remember what the the next car was, but the next car um, he went even um, more into it, like. What well, uh, it it looked even more like a, a like a like a NASCAR race car that you would see, whereas Monte Carlo the the shape is just not the same as what you would see for for normal rascal NASCAR rascar. 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 normal NASCAR. Um, and so uh, we we won like we we did really well, so much so that uh, they accused us of cheating like all the time. Um, and we raced with people who at, at least one of them ended up driving in televised NASCAR. His name was Greg Biffle. Uh, and he, Biffle. and he, he generally was the only one at our local track that even gave us a run for our money. And now he is racing like super professionally. Um, at least last I checked, I haven't checked in a number of years to see if he's still in the circuit. I mean, he's no Jeff Gordon, sir. I just, that's the only name I know. <laughs> you're you're not wrong. My 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 family was big fans of Jeff Gordon during this time. So yeah. Um. Anyway, well, <laughs> what they didn't know is we were cheating slightly. Um. Wait, but they couldn't prove what? it. Wait, but 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 wait, but what? <laughs> Mormon arts over here. <laughs> Built their own car, but but was it was it magic underwear for the car? No, How no. do you just make cheating? Um, what are you doing? So, uh, you you weren't allowed to do intake valves, but my dad fashioned a makeshift air intake into the hood, and so whenever they asked us to take the hood off and show them the inside so they can inspect us for cheating the hood lifted like it came off on pins. It wasn't a hinge. So it came straight off and you would walk it over and you'd set it down. And so you never, they never saw the underside of the hood, which had the makeshift, uh, air, air intake. Um, but what ended up happening is before one of the, the heats and before one of the races, they decided to start taking a during one of these inspections where they accused us of cheating. They started taking apart the engine to, to dig into it, to see if we were cheating. And then they told my dad, okay, if you're going to race tonight, you got to put your car back together before we start. And so, so they sabotaged <laughs> you because they couldn't figure out how you were cheating, but y'all yeah. were cheating and they knew. <laughs> uh, and so they, uh, what, according to them, which it wouldn't surprise me if their version of it is true and my dad's version of it is false, but according to them, my dad punched the official. According to my dad, he shoved them. Um, but regardless, he got banned from competing in NASCAR after that altercation. Um, and we ended up selling 
the race car, I think for like $60,000 or something. And this was back in the late nineties. So that, that's pretty good chunk of change. Um, but before all that went down, my older brother actually, he was working at the automotive shop part-time with my dad and he decided he wanted to build his own race car. And he built this, like it was, it was very, uh, durable. We'll, we'll go with that. And, and he, he almost lost every single time, but there was one time and they called him, they called his, his vehicle, the tank, because it was just so rough and tumble. And, and even when it, it got into bumps and scrapes, we didn't have to do a lot of, uh, of body fixing on it. Cause but it, was, that make it, it was terrible. slower. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and so, um, but there was one particular race where he was actually doing pretty good. My older brother and, um, he w- he was fighting for first and second with this other car. It was a purple car and the fans of this purple car called themselves the purple people. And oh, no, he didn't. And <laughs> no, I grew up with fifties and sixties music. <laughs> They, they tell me no on on one of the turns they bumped into each other and my brother just completely steamrolled this purple car okay his his car was fine he continued and finished the race but he at after the wreck he he ended up being in last or close to it um but the purple car was just demolished they were out of the race and so even though we had always called his his car the tank after that point everyone else eater. called him the purple people eater <laughs> <laughs> so oh, i cannot believe that <laughs> i saw it coming a mile away people. and and that that was our time in uh in in nascar uh, that was like uh, we were in that we were racing for about five years ish I don't so, understand how you had such a cool life. How did I turn out like this? <laughs> no, I mean you're you're pretty cool, dude. I mean you don't know how to fix a damn car. I mean that's shameful, but um, I don't know, man. Just, your dad? I think that's last week. I forgot. Your parents Mormon? Yeah, grandparents yeah. Mormon. Uh, my grandparents on my dad's side joined halfway through their life, so they didn't grow up members um and but, well, that's not the point though there are so but so they were generations of mormons yeah and these are the stories you're telling yeah i grew up in the baptist church you ain't got nothing nothing <laughs> this shit. not at all i want to be i want to go back in time convert to mormon at age eight and grow up cool <laughs> get thrown oh. out of NASCAR. actually they're actually cheating they just couldn't catch you they just couldn't catch you it's true. Did true you repent, story. Joe? Did you repent? <laughs> well, I mean, we sold the car, so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's not the same. It's not the same. We we stopped we stopped doing the uh, the questionable thing. That, that's that's a step of repentance. <laughs> I guess oh. technically, yeah. Oh, Lord oh Jesus, that's something yeah. else, dude. That's something else. Uh, I can't. I can't. I can't. Uh, so, I and know. I should state, my dad never actually drove, like raced the car. We actually hired a driver 
And so let, I can't remember what our first driver's name was, but our second driver was, his name was John Speedy Marin. And uh, we actually had, um, shoot, why am I blanking on the, the little mouse's name from Looney Tunes? Speedy Gonzalez? Yeah. How did we you- had we had Speedy Gonzalez. I know. I, I should have known. I know. We had Speedy Gonzalez, a decal on the hood of the car. Not Bobcat. No. Or, you know, Bobcat and the Bandit. I mean, come on. <laughs> was it fast? Yes. Because you cheated. Well, I mean, that's not the only reason it was fast. We In those lower stages, we probably could have won without the, the cheating. But we actually tried to go the next step up which would have been like one step below televised and um you were allowed a bigger engine at that point but we couldn't afford to remake an engine just for the races that we did at this other track Uh uh and we usually got about fourth or fifth there um but we we couldn't dominate like we did at the lower the lower area but we were also running with a smaller engine so all right, so let's talk about some other stuff because that's I don't even know where to go. That's crazy, <laughs> man. It's crazy. Uh, so yeah, we sports. Uh, I was in Target the other night, so I was out. Uh, did some research. Ended up buying it from Best Buy, but I bought the physical copy because it came with um, a leg strap, and we have one in a box somewhere from a Ring Fit. So that would have given us two, but I, I ended up buying a few extra. Um, just out and around. My my family and I, we used to love the bowling on it so much. And mm, the for the Wii? Recommended. Yeah, the Wii Sports. Yeah, the original Wii Sports. We loved the bowling. They had like a pilot wings kind of course, I think, with it too that you could fly. Or There was something in the early days of the Wii that you could do that because my son was asking about it. My littlest ones. Well, there was... The um. There was Wii Resort. Wii Resort, yeah. And then there that, that had a bunch of other games. Yeah, Wii Resort yeah. had the, the flying, which is fun. That we thought yep. it might have been something different, but yeah, and it was. Um, but this is the first time that my little ones get to experience this. They've been eating it up. Now my wife and I <laughs> played it uh, the first night I got it, and we did we tried the volleyball. It's very, very boring. Um, <laughs> oh did, no. We did bowling. Bowling is fun, but they have this new challenge mode. That the the basic level is, is very basic. Uh, is I mean, it's just like here's a post. Throw the ball down the middle and don't hit the post. But it's supposed to be a, a medium and an advanced level, intermediate and advanced levels. Uh, so that could be interesting there. Um, and I'm trying to think what other game we played. But it's got badminton, tennis, uh, sword fighting, um, of course the bowling and the. The volleyball, and there's one other. I want to say I can't remember off the top of my head, but it was kind of interesting. Did you guys ever do uh, the Wii Sports or anything like that? Yeah, we did Wii Sports. We liked Wii Sports quite a bit. Um, my boys especially loved bowling because they would just spend yeah so much time. If we let them, they would just keep going, throwing the ball backwards to see uh, the see jump. everyone jump. Ah, I love that so much. So. Uh, but yeah, no, I, Wii Sports is awesome, and I loved uh, blowing their mind with the um, with bowling specifically. There's that that one training mode where they add another row to the 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 pins until you get to a hundred pins total. You know, they keep yeah, each yeah, yeah, stage yeah. they add. Well, there's a a little Easter egg or a a, a thing it's like a golden where, pin or something. 
Well, no, if, if you do it just right, you can actually throw the ball so that it rides on the bumper yeah, the entire time. Yeah, yeah. And it clicks at the end. If you got it just right, it would click a button and an explosion would happen yep. and all of the pins would fall down. I did that once because I found it on the internet. And it, it blew my kids' minds when I, I pulled that off. They were like, <laughs> what? So, yeah, yeah it's, it's a lot of fun. So... Can your youngest son fix a car? <laughs> no. Man, my three-year-old cannot fix a car. Three, two generations. <laughs> disappointment. I swear, man. Well, so in my defense, my dad told me when I was 10 to do something with computers. Like, he literally said, don't become a mechanic. Do something with computers. I'm a programmer now. I kind of listen to my dad. Dummy. <laughs> <laughs> no, obviously you're doing quite well for yourself with the computers and whatnot. Dummy. Um, <laughs> random thoughts from Charles. Um, I wish I knew how to, to to work on vehicles more. I had a, a '78 Ford F-150 at one point, uh, and I loved it. Because I don't ever consider myself a, a, a vehicle person. I don't. I just want to drive things. That's what I want to do. And I, I want an electric car. I think electric cars are great in the future, and I just love all the gadgets in them. I don't want to get my hands dirty. I don't want to fix the car. But that truck, the way they did the engine compartment, it's, you could get to everything, and you could see everything. And uh, my friend Douglas and I, we're finding a leak or we're doing something that required putting air into the hoses. And we're at my EMS station. So I went and got an innovation tube like I use for humans and stuck <laughs> it in this hose. I put a bag on the end of it, which is a big bag valve mask. And just, we did what we needed to do with it. And we fixed it. And I could learn to fix that one myself. And it felt really cool. I don't want to get my hands dirty though. I'm a, I'm a bit of a, <laughs> a bougie dude like that. I don't, I'd rather somebody else, Get the oil all over them. I'm I'm good, man. <laughs> yeah, and, and that that doesn't come off easily at all. When once you get all the oil on there, yeah. Um, my dad's shop always had special soap that was gritty and it mm-hmm. it was yeah. orange. Hey, hey. It was yeah. Uh, but even after washing your hands, they they're still gross looking. Like you're, it takes couple days of washing mm-hmm. so basically all week he had these gross hands and then maybe sunday they might be all right but yeah yeah and my son though my son on the other hand dropped out of high school as being has a pretty decent job working uh in an oil change tire shop you know doing those kind of things so i mean good for him uh not for dropping out freaking retard but you know, good for him for you know, getting a good job. That that is uh you're not allowed to say that, Charles. Look, I will tell anybody who tells me that, shut up. You're being judgy because you want to look at somebody who's different than you and think that that word applies to them. What I taught my kids was your choices make you retarded. That's what's really slow about you. You have every opportunity to understand everything that's coming your way, and you still are slow, which is what that word really means, and you make the wrong choice. So stop being judgy, Joe. Never. Fair enough. <laughs> one, of my, one of my proudest moments talking about cars, right? I had a motorcycle. 
And he just had gotten to the point where I wasn't going to take it to a shop, and but I didn't really want to not ride it. So I was trying to figure out what's going on. YouTube for the win. Man, it's a 2004 Suzuki Marauder 850. I think it was 2004. And I was able to find somebody who had some similar problems. I It's something to do with the choke and the float and the fuel and, and something wasn't clean or something. And um, so I looked it up on YouTube and there's a video. I took that bike apart, put it back together. And it was not cranking when I took it apart. When I put it back together, it fired up and ran. And I only had three bolts left over. So and I rode that bike for another six months before I sold it. Uh, but yeah, that was one of my proudest moments. And I watched the video because I'm a, I'm an internet guy. I'm a video watching guy. And I watched this video and I tore this bike down and put it back together in a matter of about six hours and it worked. That was cool. What about you? Do you have like a surprise proud moment in your life? A surprise, proud moment in my life. Or just a proud, just something like my story. <laughs> Tell me. Wow. Um, well, I mean, I guess the whole reason my father said that I should go into something with computers is um, he brought one of his work computers home that they were no longer using because they had it had run its life. And... Um, he he basically just said do whatever you want with it and gave it to to me okay um and i i got it running again granted it wasn't all that difficult but my dad was not a tech guy um i got, i got it running again um and i just used it to play snake all the time so you know it wasn't anything fantastic but um that was you know little six-year-old me that was that felt like a huge accomplishment it was a huge accomplishment Um, and so yeah i was really sad that uh the i don't even remember what the name of the game was the gorillas i think it might actually been called gorillas game was on it have you do you remember that dos game at all it was a it was a game where you it's a two-player game well although you can play it against the computer i suppose where you're a gorilla where both of both of the people are gorilla and they're on sky skyscrapers, okay. and you ha- you you got throw barrels at this little Italian plumber coming after your princess. <laughs> no, uh, so you throw bananas, and you the input that you give it is the angle and how hard you throw it, uh, and that was it. That was all it was. So that's not a game. That's math. No, 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 no. But the bananas blew up. <laughs> oh, okay, you got me. All right, they were exploding bananas. You, you buried the lead, man. I believe you. And, and as a kid, um, my dad's new computer at work had that, and I, I, whenever we'd get stuck at his work, if there weren't any customers, he'd let me play that that game on his computer, and I had a lot of fun with that. But yeah, yeah my first uh, computer experience, my dad took me the biggest church in towns where he worked at. And they had is in the early '80s, and they had VCRs, which were very, very expensive then. And they had a Betamax, I think, they had a laser disc. Um, uh, but they had computers, and I, he'd take me to work every once in a while and put me in this other office that they weren't using, and I'd play pong for for an hour or two. You know, most of my good my old computer, pong, yeah, most of my computer experiences were like that. I mean, my first Nintendo 
was at Walmart where my dad worked at the time in electronics. <laughs> and I'd ride my bike over there and spend hours sitting on the floor during the day. Because back in the 80s and 90s when we grew up, people went to work Monday through Friday, 8 to 5. And all the kids went to school. And nobody did crap during the day for the most part. And I was homeschooled. So I'd ride up there where, where nobody's really shopping and doing much at Walmart. And I'd sit on the floor for hours playing Mario Brothers on the machine. There you, know, you go. Until my dad would run me off. That was a lot of fun. Uh, and then I had a story kind of similar to yours with computers. But it wasn't computers. It was audio video. That was my knack. And uh, Quantum Leap went off the air. I think it was 14, 15. Uh, good old Quantum Leap. Okay. Right? I loved it. And so I took... Um, Wind Beneath My Wings is one of the songs. I'm trying to remember what the other song was. There's two songs. I don't remember what they were exactly. Uh, was, I like big butts and I cannot lie. Yeah, that was it. Because <laughs> I, I put this really serious sabbatical speech moment right in the middle of, uh, you know, uh, two life cruise rendition of Holy Christmas. Um, but no. So I, I did the, like these clips from the show. So I took two VCRs. And a boombox, all RCA AV cables connecting everything, and recorded. I had a bunch of Quantum Leaps recorded, so I found the clip I wanted, recorded it on the other thing, but I played the music, so the audio from the clip wouldn't come through, but the music was, and I made this music montage of all of these clips, and then put that sabbatical speech in there where he's talking to God, basically, or what we think, argue may or may not be God at the end uh, that he's talking to in the bar. Um and he talks about, you know, everybody gets sabbatical. Everybody gets to rest. And it's a really cool speech. And then I, I put some other clips after that and with different music and made this three-minute long music video with two VCRs and a boombox. All right. I mean, I didn't get kicked out of NASCAR, but I was like, <laughs> No, but, like, that's old-school video editing. Oh, like, yeah, man. Well, did you nice. splice tape? Did you ever splice tape? Nope, sure didn't. Did you ever fix a cassette tape? Oh, like actually put one back in after it had been gutted? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So you take the little scotch tape and cut it down as low as you can. And yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's splicing tape, basically. Uh, man, our kids today, they'll they'll learn how to, to freaking make cars fly, but they'll never know how to fix a cassette tape. <laughs> well, there's there's so many things that kids these days just won't ever understand that we did back in the day, but it, it just, that's not how things are these days. Like when was the last time you were at a house that had a landline? I don't know, man. And yeah, when other than like close family and maybe super close friends, when's the last time you memorized a phone number? When I got mine on my cell phone and my wife's <laughs> at the same time before we had kids, yeah, just years ago. But I like my best friend growing up. I still remember his phone number, and so it's like, I yeah. I think I remember my first phone number. I think I don't remember a lot of the different phone numbers, and I don't remember. I can kind of remember my wife's phone number, which you'd think being that I called it a ton and we didn't have, like you said, we didn't have uh, uh, ways to program phone numbers. Yeah. You think I'd kind of remember 921786 maybe? I think that's what her number was. Um, 
Yeah, I'm doxing my wife 24 years ago. Uh, <laughs> and so. now some random person, you're doxing some random. Yeah, random. I mean, somebody's got that phone number, but, you know, good luck. <laughs> uh, it ain't us. Mm. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it is interesting, you know, some of the things that we did grow up learning. But, I mean, I, I'll give you, I didn't live through a war. Not, well, okay, we did, the Gulf War, but it's not World War II, was it? You know, or Vietnam. Sure wasn't. Um, so, I mean, every generation, I guess, has its own thing. <laughs> Sorry, you you started talking about war, and it made me huh. another funny story for my dad. What is it? <laughs> you know what? Hang it for next week. Hang it for next oh. week. So, your dad and a funny story about war? <laughs> well, him uh, his experience at the Navy... <laughs> you know what? My grandfather was in the Navy. I've got an interesting story to tell, too. So we'll get that next week. Uh, when we go to the Navy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man.